Greetings, Earthlings. Welcome to a Beautiful Mind Podcast. I am your host, C. Patrice. Let's dive right in. Welcome. Welcome, welcome, welcome. (laughs) To another episode of A Beautiful Mind. This is A Beautiful Mind, episode 3.5. And we have my friend, your friend, our friend, Alex. Hello. Alex, say hello to the people. Can I do it like ASMR like? Do whatever you would like, my love. This is your world. Hello to the people. I'm here. Yeah. Can you hear me? Give them more. Yeah. Uh, okay. Um, Give them more. Give them like at least five seconds. Okay. Welcome. Yeah. My name is Alexandria. What are you? I'm here with Chelsea today on episode 3.5. don't say that Alex Alex was not drugged everybody is okay but I did not tell her okay why am I whispering okay (laughs) wow you got into it though hello we We are here in out of that character and into a new one okay so yes we did smoke this Mike Tyson joint which I forgot that like when I first was introduced to this joint which was probably like when I first moved in here um, I was like, man, I want this to be a part of my show because I want everybody to come here and I want somebody to smoke this because I know it gets conversation going because, oops, I forgot to tell you. So Mike Tyson like developed this this uh this cone based off of this experience he had when he licked Toad, and like it's a little psychedelic. So I don't think there's anything like legally there cannot be anything psychedelic in this experience. But I'm not going to lie, the first time I had it, I experienced like psychedelic things. She's right, though, because I feel it. It's, I'm sitting here and I'm just like, oh, wow, this just hit. It almost makes me think of like smoking like the moon rock. Mm, but moon rock. Austin. Yeah. Ah, so me and um, Alex are twins, pretty much. We met in Austin. Um. The things we bonded on initially were like pretty pretty wild um and then obviously we're the same sign uh, which showed in many ways um as we would go on to uh, learn each other but um even to the point where like her parents invite me over for uh holidays like christmas and me and king are in some of their family photos and they are me and king are in some and we had yo let me tell you how <laughs> We had matching pajamas, and I had no idea they were wearing silk pajamas. Like, they're just themes. They have themes. So, Alex's family yeah. is the cutest. Can uh-huh. I talk about how cute your family is? Yeah, sure. I will Go say for that, it. Like, talking about how cute your family is is kind of scary online because then people think that, like, They'll come trying to be with you. No, they cute, cute but they don't. They they not they not gonna just let you in. Hey, people, please stop doing. Yeah, please, they, they won't let you in. Hey, so yes, but Alex's family is super 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 cute, and every um Christmas or I don't even know it might even be every holiday, they dress <laughs> up. <laughs> they dress up. They do something. Definitely every holiday they do something. Do. Even the made all the made up ones. They don't care. Like get together let's do it for what what Whatever. we just like to eat we together and we're eating yes like there's some reason for us to eat we go eat it's the cutest and i just fit right in i look just like one of her, one of her mama's kids like you, do. you look like I you my mama like child i could have been right on out of terry you oh, do can i say your mama name? <laughs> oh man <laughs> dang give okay. it all it's your okay. business <laughs> what? no but, but for yes, real though, she looks like real. she is definitely like related to my mama like yeah. my mom's size she looks like she could definitely be one of my cousins and like the, sister the crazy thing is is like that christmas i had just had some i just bought these silk pajamas and i brought them to her house and then turns out the whole family was wearing silk pajamas because that was the theme but sometimes even had the silk pajamas chico had silk pajamas yeah. chico r.i.p chico r.i.p chico that was a real one 
Um, but yeah, me and Alex met in Austin. Uh, do we need to talk about our experience in Austin? That could be a whole episode in itself. To be girl, honest. our experience in Austin that like, was yeah. Austin is a world of its yeah. Own like give in Texas. Alex, just give your three minutes or less. Austin, I'll just say go. this: Austin was a great place to move when you needed to get out of. Like I was living in Houston, so it was like getting out of Houston, going to Austin, and being by yourself and kind of just learning and growing. But the folks out there are weird. Like if you meet. No offense to anybody out there, but if you meet a black person from Austin, they marbles are not I, in all the baskets. I, oh. <laughs> like, if you black and you say you're from Austin, I am taking three steps back. Because oh, ain't none of y'all, right? But let me mind my business. Anywho. <laughs> I use the girl one. Y'all, okay, so I just realized that I have to get my guests headphones because they can't hear the experience <laughs> and alex was like girl it's gonna sound like because i have sound pad things now like y'all heard the yeah actually when i downloaded the girl and added that to the sound pad i called alex at night and i was like yo i think i'm about to cancel on this date because i want to add this <laughs> i want to add this i want to add oh. this clip to my fucking sound pad she's like what clip and I explained the song, and I was like, I want that part where he goes, mm, girl. girl. <laughs> I want that part. I want it. And so here it is. Girl. You know? So, like, I'm excited. But she, I can hear all these, like, tones, and she can't because she doesn't have headphones. And she was like, girl, it's going to sound like, or, like, it feels like you're in a party all by yourself. And I'm like, oh, my God. My yeah. bad. So yeah, it's like, I, don't, I don't have guys. a headphone, and I don't know if I'm like breathing in the mic or nothing. No, I will definitely let you know. Okay. But you're doing so well. Okay. But yeah, next time headphones. My bad. But we'll do a whole Austin episode, maybe. Yeah, cause Austin, and you'll have headphones. Lord, Austin is his own thing. I it haven't is. even talked about Austin, so yeah. Anyway, <laughs> um. So, but with actually talking about Austin, that's actually why I brought you here. Because from Austin, you, me, and another friend, and another friend, and another friend, and several other friends all decided to just go Leave. move back home. Yes. Like, from different states, mostly from Austin, though. Like, a lot of the black people who were there for, like, because I was there for, like, five or six years at that point. Yeah, I was, I was in Austin for four years. Yeah. So, I, I that's why I brought you here, because I specifically wanted to uh, give some attention to moving home at 29 as I come upon the year of moving to Dallas. I have a couple of questions for you. Okay, go Just for it. Just to get you started. Go for it, go for it. So, um, do you have, what was the deciding factor for you in moving home? So for me, it was, my lease was about to end. And at the time, I did not like my job. Like, there was things about my job that I liked, but as a whole, I was not happy with my job. And I was like, okay, I need to find another job, and I need to move out of this apartment at the same time and move back to Dallas. Okay. So, if I said that that was a millennial mindset, because a lot of us were, at the time, thinking that, because it was just during COVID, though, still, yeah. too, right? So, yeah. like, I think a lot of people had that, like, fight or flight. Mm-hmm. Is that what we could call it? Um, do you feel like you would let yourself be generalized like that or do you feel like it was bigger than like uh everybody was doing this and it just made no i definitely think it was bigger than that yeah because it's like okay like i said i was in a position in which i wasn't happy in austin i knew i didn't want to stay there forever and um it was like okay figure something out so I started applying for jobs i started interviewing um my lease was ending and finally i got a job at the right time right at the end of my lease and it just kind of worked out. It was just one of those things where God stepped in and said, okay, you want this? I'm going to give it to you. Right. And it worked out. Okay. I mean, that's where I think when I made my decision, I, I like, asked a whole lot of people. Like, I don't think I asked a lot of people at first. I think it was just me and my dad. Mm -hmm. He was like... And he is still till this day. I actually was just talking to him. Oh, I actually owe him something. He low key still got me working for him. So man, I went home and had to work for my dad a little bit. Yeah, this man low key still got me working for him. Like actually, I don't know. Maybe he doesn't. I don't know. 
But like, yeah, man, like I owe him something right now. And like, he still be on the type of time where like, we talked today and he was like, hey, why didn't you send me that paper? And I, I was like, so. I'm like, am I on payroll? I, girl, minus that, he, it was also like, oh, um, <laughs> what did he do? He was like, I was like, no, cause you was supposed to send me some information. And he was like, well, why didn't you remind me? You know, I got stuff to do. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> man, boy. Like this man, boy. Let him he tell it. I, I don't do nothing. Do. Let him tell it. I don't do nothing. You know how I used to be always telling Lee, she ain't got no job. You ain't got All no job. All my daddy tell me is I ain't got no job. You 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 ain't got no job, really. I ain't. <laughs> you know I be doing stuff. <laughs> like you ain't got no job, but we're really going to talk about it. But I be doing stuff. But I ain't got no job. But yeah. um yeah, life's crazy. Um, me and my dad talked about it and because COVID, so it was just a good idea for me to come back home and like help him as much as I could. Mm-hmm. Did you have any like expectations in moving back home that you felt like weren't met? Ooh. Moving home, I was a lot more focused on my new job for sure. But also moving back home, I had this expectation for myself to, you know, start back up with my business and do this and do that and do all these things that I started neglecting in Austin because I wasn't happy. And instead, I got home and I became happier, but I got comfortable. Why do you feel like you were unhappy in Austin? Mm. Partially it was COVID, you know, you kind of stuck inside by yourself. Everybody was unhappy if um, you were alone. And then on top of that, I did not like my job. I think that played a big part of it. And um, I've been away from my family in a sense where when I turned 18 and graduated high school, I never went back home. I didn't go home for Christmas break and summer breaks and all that. I got an apartment. I had my own space. I was working. And I think I got to a point in which I felt like, dang, I miss my family. I miss my parents. I miss being able to just see them on a Tuesday if I felt like seeing them on a Tuesday. That's fair. Like so, I said, she has an awesome family. I would definitely be like, yeah, I'll go be with my niggas. <laughs> yeah, that's how I feel. I was like, oh, I, yeah. I can do it. I can do it. And then on top they of that. They was on survival mode too. They was plant gardening and stuff. We had an apocalypse garden over there. We had an apocalypse garden. Like they was ready. They, you know, I would want to go be closer to that too. Yeah, but I think Austin too was like everybody else was moving. So like the people we were friends with were all leaving as well. And um, yeah, I think I was the last of the. You were the last of to all leave. of the people to leave. Yeah, who left? So I think that played a role in it. And um, I'll be real, finding like relationships in Austin and things of that mm. nature by yourself. It's like mm. we're mm. not even gonna talk about that. We we can't. Like we, it's we not cannot. anything to talk about. It's not. We there. cannot. No. So. But that's looking to be everywhere, right? Because you yeah. also lived in Houston. Yeah. I also lived in San Antonio. I also lived in, like, I feel like I've been everywhere in Texas. Why do I keep holding on to Texas and being like, oh, no, not this city. Oh, no, not this city. Oh, no. Like, what am I doing? Because there are great people Texas. out there. Because the thing is, there are great people out there. But I would just say this. Being in Austin, I was just in a place in which coming back to Dallas just felt more comfortable. But my expectation for myself was to come back to Dallas and do all these great things. Mm. And I came back to Dallas and I was super comfortable. So I mm. did nothing that mm. I thought I was gonna mm. do except save money. I saved money. So I specifically remember this one time we went and did a, ooh, I didn't tell you we was gonna talk about this. It's fine. But it should be fine. It'll be cool. it's fine. Um, so when we did that, like, Christian prophetic reading. You remember oh, that? that was a tough day. You remember oh, that? Oh my god! <laughs> it was it was one of those moments where overall the experience was just very very. I don't even know the word to use for it. It was just an experience. But then I remember that day in general. I was already having like a really bad day. Really? Yes. That was the whole day. I got those calls. It was. It was just a mess of a day. Mm, and that would so, make a lot of sense. So it was like, I was already having like this rough day. And then we go to this and it was like, oh, this is the perfect timing for it. It was letting go of a lot of different things that you were holding on to. And um, it sounds crazy, but I think that was when I realized I was almost ready to go back to Dallas. Like I used to always say I would never move back to Dallas. That was a big thing for me. I'm never moving back. Mm. I'm going to always go somewhere else. Mm. 
And I think after mm. that day, I was like, I can move back home. Like mm. I can move back to Dallas. There's something there that I need to be filled with before I can go and explore other places again. Mm. Whether it's my family, you know, personal growth, other people, whatever. But there's something that needs to be filled in Dallas. And so I need to go back there. I think that was the first time I realized I was ready to go back home. When you said filled, what do you mean? Like filled with, if I need to be filled with more love around void. people. It was a void. void? Yeah, it was mm. like a void that needed to be filled. Yeah. And I knew that it had to be done here. So, yes. So I kind of thought, it's crazy because you mentioned filling the void. Yeah. And I would definitely say that I'm about to eat some watermelon. Y'all. I mean, it's not watermelon. It's pineapple. Y'all, like, I cannot. <laughs> okay, so, fuck. What were we just talking about? A void. Feeling void. Man, so I went home for the same thing. I also had a void because relationships weren't working out for me. So I was like, man, fuck this shit. I can't love on no nigga. I'm finna go love on my dad. Like, I was mm. like, I'm literally about to go, go home and go, you know, make him smoothies and help him work out and do this, do that, you know, because, like, my dad's old. So like I'm like you know I need I want to be involved if I could. So you thought right like mm-hmm. thought, thought, thought you was thought you thought you thought you thought and that's so funny because like you know my dad used to say a lot of stuff that's probably like things you shouldn't say to a kid like that's your that was a problem ain't nobody tell you to think mm-hmm. like this was one of those moments like that's what he would tell to, to me. Oh, so you over here doing all that thought and stop thought. Yeah, like why? Who told you to think? Mm-hmm. Anybody tell you to think? <laughs> I told you to do. Anybody tell you to think? <laughs> like, damn, you know, like growing up like that, like, oh my gosh, don't say those things. But like, still, this is definitely that moment. Good bitch, you thought. I thought I was gonna go home and do that. Turns out, like, my dad also had just got married. That like a couple months before, and like, granted, this is to somebody who's literally been around for like thirteen or whatever so amount of years. And I'm like, really, y'all had to, y'all need a honeymoon phase? Like, what are we honeymooning? That, like, that was so crazy to me. I remember you going through that. Bro, and I was like, why y'all got a honeymoon phase and y'all been together y'all, 15 years? I'm not years. gonna lie, that shit ate me the fuck up. It ate me up. It tore me apart. Went home. Yeah. I did a lot of self-reflection. That's all that is. Like, I did, I went home and I just looked at myself because I had to. Like, this was, I thought I was on my last person, right? Went home. something very specific that my dad told me that like really made me like I think it lit the the spark up under me was like oh like we don't even know each other and I'm like wait what yeah I was like what you're my best friend and you're like I don't know you you're my best friend and he's like no what I don't even know you okay so you say that and it's so crazy because that's one thing I realized moving back home was you think you know people in your family like your parents your siblings all of them so well and then you go back into living under one roof with them after you have no idea 10 plus years of you not being no there idea. and now you're a grown-ass woman at you this no point idea. and these are all grown adults as well and you're sitting there and you're like i don't know you as well as i thought like Girl. i'm learning so many different things about you as a parent or just an individual like i'm learning more things about you as a person now i hadn't been back home I had since no i was 19 yeah and i didn't realize until now like after you know doing all that self-reflection i realized when i was at home how much time i used to spend not at home yep i used to not be in the house because like or you'd be isolating yourself or i'm isolated or i was isolating myself if i was home but most of the time i was at my friend's house kicking it with their families having a good old time Picking my mama's and daddy's since I went. <laughs> they let me call them by their first name. They all level with, you know, one thing I appreciate about every adult that came my way in my childhood, they all level with me. Every mm-hmm. single one. And it was so cool. Like, one of my best friends in high school, her, me and her mom were so cool. <laughs> like, I tell her, like, I tell her happy birthday on my friend's birthday. Like, I tell 
on my friend's birthday, I tell her, like, congratulations, <laughs> thank you for birthing my friend, because then it helped me, me too. <laughs> like, this, this day was is about us. you. This you is, put in the work. You put in the work, you and I see work. that, sis. I see you. I see it. She's also a Sagittarius. I'm pretty sure. Say something about she, those Sagittarius. Man, I'm telling you. man, man, man. Even into our adulthood, like, we don't stop this. <laughs> this, like, shine you see, it don't stop. Sorry. Like, it keeps going. Um, but yeah, man, so going home was like a real kick in the face. It really sh- made me see how much like I didn't actually like being home. I didn't go home thinking home was going to be great. So I brought up the prophetic reading because I actually had got another one before I had went back to Milwaukee. And she was like, don't go back home. She was like, I do not see that for you. I see um, that you are bringing light and you are bringing sunshine into whatever you're doing next. And you said being home is gloomy and dark. And you talk about even the weather out there. You never get any sun. Like, this is not it. She was like, that's not what I see for you. Don't do that. You know what's so crazy? I remember you telling me about that. Uh, her telling you not to go back home. Right. And I feel like one thing you did was you asked a lot. I feel like you asked quite a few people their opinion that's why on you I asked you home. how many people did you talk I to? Because I think I involved so many motherfucking people in my life. Let me tell you, I did not. I didn't involve anyone. Uh, it was, I it was strictly invite way my, too many people into my shit. No, I didn't. I didn't ask That's anybody. It's crazy. It was strictly my decision. It was, I want a new job. I'm making the decision. I want to go home. I'm making the decision. I didn't ask people their opinions. I didn't sit there. I sent my parents an FYI. I'm moving back home. And then my daddy said, okay, what's the date? <laughs> and I said, this date. He said, okay, that sounds fine. That was it. No, and, and you know what? I thoughts. had the conversation I had with my dad went exactly like that as well. Yeah. Along with he also expected meals and this and that. Like I will say one thing I can do is cook. And she I know cook. that because my daddy says that I can cook. So I'm like, bitch, you're there. So, you know, but he expected that too and then at some point me and my sister had to remind him because like at the same time we want him to be a successful husband as well like Mm -hmm. he's at that point where like okay if you doing this then we all like cool like so we sat him down and was like you need to be looking at how your wife is going to respond to this because we don't think that this is going to actually go over well she's actually probably going to have an issue with it so you should look at other options and but fortunately, that's so crazy for her to feel some type of way about you cooking. Like, I get the idea of like, oh, you got your grown daughter coming back here cooking for you all the time and I'm your wife. But at the same time, it's almost like, yes, his grown daughter that's been away for X amount of years. I'm here but for a short like, time, not okay, a long time. So Chill like, out. I'm say that I realized what the, what the deal was. You know, I've romanticized that relationship because, you know, that that's how I survived. <laughs> That's how I survived being, growing home in that kind of environment, um, which was just like not emotionally available at all, which is just the person I turned out to be. And so like Mm -hmm. when I entered into a relationship with someone who was like extremely emotionally available, only emotionally available, um, it really made me look at myself and I actually wanted to do better because I wanted, I didn't realize that I was withholding love. And I was like, damn, that's fucked up let me realize why I feel like this is okay. Because at some point I think I told him like, oh, um, that's just how I am. And like, I then repeated that same conversation. I had the same conversation with my mom. I was like, oh, um, this is how he is. And you know how I am. She was like, oh yeah, you know, you have no emotion at all. You have no emotion at all. Anybody I know, you have no emotion at all. You can't deal with it. And historically I can't. And like, but it's like that shouldn't be the responses. And at this point, we've grown too much to let our response on certain things that we know are bad traits be. This is just how I am oh, instead of fixing at, it. At some point, you gotta realize I just said I said that shit out loud. I said yeah. it out loud. This is just how I am. And then ever since I said it out loud, I started questioning why the fuck why does that have this? to be? I why? Fix this. Why is that who I am? What yeah. the fuck happened? What the fuck happened? Went home. Daddy said he ain't know me. Boom. Went inside. Went inside. Did so much work. Realized where all that came from. So I got the book out. Like, peace out. Mm -hmm. And, like, I really did let that, like, power my my journey after that. So I have a question for you, then. Do you feel like moving to Dallas was your best decision? Right. 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 (laughs) Right. 
Right? I say, do you think Dallas right? was? <laughs> anyway. <laughs> like, do we? I have no idea. Like, it's such a catch-22 because, like, I knew if I can't, like, the kind of things that I was going to deal with emotionally. I knew it. I was like, man, this is like, I know I'm going to get, I know it's going to be a lot if I come back here. You run into the fire. I know it's going to, I'm going head first. I'm going into the lion's den. I'm going into the lion's den. And it was no place that I wanted to be. Not really. And I, I've always hated Dallas. I've always hated Dallas because it reminds me of Milwaukee. Like any place about Texas, the first thing I would say is I hate Dallas. I don't care where else, just not Dallas. And I knew that I hated Dallas because it was like every time I would hit, um, wherever that, um, outlet is when you're on your way to Dallas from Austin. Oh, um, Grand Prairie? No, that's not Grand Prairie. No, it's another Uh, um, one. Waco. Highway. I, I, don't, no. I think so. I think it's uh, it's outside it's outside of Baylor. Yeah, it's Waco, Waco, yeah. Waco. Yeah. So over there, that's right after that. Then the driving start getting a little. Mm, 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 mm. You know, you gotta <laughs> start. Mm, you gotta sit up right on your on your steering wheel. Like people probably get in my car and I be right on that motherfucker. And I got to because y'all be really like. y'all will see that the traffic is backed up right like because we all see that we all see everybody's stoplights on right y'all still going 60 miles an hour y'all still going 60 miles an hour until you on my ass that's the weirdest shit i ever experienced in my life people in dallas so like that's the weirdest shit i never took a driving test right I did. Y'all don't take driving tests i didn't take a driving test when i was in high school okay french heritage Okay. I did not take a driving test. Like what? So all I did was I did the written permit. This is the we had a time. permit test. And then I did quote unquote parent taught where my parents had to sign off on some modules say that I could drive. I went to my driver's license pictures and they gave me a driver's license. That was it. I took one test. My parents signed a piece of paper saying that I passed their parent taught teaching of how to drive. They got rid of it now. Did they have, did y'all have like a written test? That's all I did was the permit test. To get my permit, that written test, that's all I did. That's insanity. Yeah, that's all I did. That's crazy, y'all. Because we took a whole test and sometimes we took them tests in the winter, like in a full blown tundra. You want to talk about some snow? Be up in Wisconsin driving and having a parallel park um, in the snow. Know how to use Bro, your we, and, uh, I am the walk. best driver, y'all. Hey, not gonna lie to you. This other day, I was getting on this. Um, there's this. There's this. Uh, what is it called? Merge when you get yeah. on the highway. That's super quick. You maybe got like thirty feet max, and I'm not even lying to you. It's quick as fuck, mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, and it was raining hard as shit. And I hit the rain. I didn't think it was raining so hard that I couldn't go the speed that I needed to to catch up with traffic. So I was going like 40 and I hit my car's rear wheel drive only. I hit Mm. some of the rain, started hydroplaning so fucking hard. Like the hardest I've ever hydroplaned in my life. And I'm like just whipping my wheel because I'm like, if I don't, don't, I'm going to hit the median. I'm going to hit doop, 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 doop. This is going to be an accident. Yeah. Unscathed unscathed okay i am an excellent driver because i drove i had to test drive in the snow let's see what else about home okay so yes those were some negatives but i'm sure that there are a lot of positive things that came from being back home like you said you saved money which i would say i saved more money than i've ever saved in my life Mm -hmm. cleared up so much debt came back bought a house Mm -hmm. like i moving back home it was six months like from then on i was like an advocate for a strong six months like anybody for like with for like the last year if you talk to me i'm like look a strong six months will change your life it will a strong six months of whatever you want to do will change your life you know it's so crazy when i first moved out to dallas i told my parents i'm like i'm only living here for three months i can give y'all three solid months that's all i need blase 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 those first three months went by so quick I was like, okay, yeah, no, I need, I'm going to do six months. Mm. That six months went by so quick. So quick. I said, okay, one year. 
And I was very dedicated to that one year because then I started feeling like, why am I still here? And so once my one year came and I moved out and me and my sister moved in together, it was like, okay, this is fine. But a strong six months of being at home, the amount of money that you save, insane. Insane. Or even just being in a position to where it's like, using your money on things that are more important that you haven't been able to use like paying off credit card debt that's all it went to that's all like all it went to was paying off debt debt. every dime i made for um you know every dime i made i was working okay and i haven't stopped working since i'm busy you know I'm a working woman. I'm busy. Leave me I'm alone. a working woman. I'm talking. producing episodes and producing games. Leave me alone. Oh, you forgot. You also got, you know, all the yeah. other things you got going as well. I'm <laughs> freaking massage therapist. Use a, My mind is active as fuck. Use a boss. Man, which I'm so glad that we are now. I'm like, okay, because we also didn't talk about um, Dr. Pat. Yes. So we have to talk about Dr. Pat. Um, Y'all, first off, Chelsea's storytelling skills in Dr. Pat, chef kisses. Just such a good job. And then she gave us a little ASMR in it. And then she gave us a little bit of like, Chelsea, where the hell you going with this in it? It was... Thank you. I'm just going to just put that out there. Thank you, Alex. Thank you. You're Thank welcome. you. I... I also say I surprised myself. That shit scared me. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm not gonna lie to you. Like, that dream was on my head so much because, you know, I, I couldn't, I felt like I literally couldn't get out of it. Mm-hmm. This was a dream, y'all. And I really felt like I could not get out of it. I kept waking up and I kept getting thrown back in. It was insane. I was like, I gotta do something with it. Talk to my mama. She was like, that sounds like it could be a story. So here it is, Janet. Here's your story. I hope you appreciate it. Here's your story, girl. But um, you know, I um I also realized or I forgot that like at some point I thought podcasts were cool. So like I think this is cool. Mm-hmm. But I think I really love the audio drama. Okay, so I also love audio drama. I like love I am I am a audio drama at junkie. At some point at, like I stopped listening to regular podcasts like yes. cuz y'all talk about the same stuff I'm finding on social media like yes. cool. But like this ain't your mama's podcast. This ain't that. No. This ain't that. I really think I like doing audio dramas and I think I want to like work on changing my voice better. I think you should like like I said the storytelling that you did on Dr. Pat was really good audio dramas yeah if you can really just get into a story and stop forgetting that it's me because like i think that's what people are gonna have to get over is mm-hmm. that it's me mm-hmm. like y'all not gonna want to take it serious because it's like oh, what, the, what is chelsea talking about <laughs> because if you know me i'll talk to you like this <laughs> okay but the thing is like i think people sometimes forget I that your audience shit happened to me yesterday <laughs> but you have to also remember like your audience <laughs> isn't always like the people that you're the closest to your audience isn't necessarily I don't want to know your audience is the random lady who's working from home and yeah. wants to put her earphones in yeah, and she's, she's like, like oh, damn this is good. she's spicy as fuck yes. <laughs> that is your audience base i want my shit to be spicy i think people get uncomfortable realizing like your audience isn't necessarily your friend circle it and that's a great be. thing like yeah it can be and like yeah like it was so yeah i was just in the tub reviewing the other episode and then i was like damn i should make that shit into a story and i was like damn let me see if i can i was like whoa so much i had already written out that morning so much of the dream i was like man let me just fluff this shit out sat here dry as hell straight from the tub didn't put on no lotion or nothing it was terrible (laughs) wrote that shit out four pages knocked out four pages and then recorded same night because then i got like paranoid that somebody's gonna try to take it because i was like no nah, this shit too good i was like what just Somebody happened pop through my window I was like, they nah, gonna this, this. Shit too good bro something's going on something's going on something's going on i gotta record this shit tonight <laughs> it's gotta go tonight and then i was like nope it gotta get off my computer it's gotta go live today like put i did this shit all in like six hours and it you was just like in that moment girl what alex look i wrote this shit walking king today I'm about to show you how long this is. And um, 
it just it like because storytelling has never been hard for me that's not the problem i'll tell you some shit (laughs) (laughs) i was trying to just make individual bullet points to remind myself to think about something like that and can't stop having the full conversation like i can't stop having the full conversation wrote all this while walking king I was at Girl. the I was at the dog park. Started listening to Stevie Wonder. I was listening to what song is it? Village, uh, Village Ghetto City. And in the song, he talks about um, how like every verse gets like progressively worse on how bad the hood is. And like, I think that made me just think of more stuff. <laughs> like between that and the beat, I was like, damn, this man's just sitting here storytelling in mm. this song. So I picked it up and I just started writing some stuff. And I think it's really good. I think it's really good. Yeah, I can't wait to hear it. And it's actually, what's so crazy, it's actually episode three. Um, and it, I haven't even written episode two. Yo, I'm on my Kanye. Please. Can I, okay, wait a second. So how is this episode 3.5? Oh, okay. Because I shot an episode three. Um, what was, What's today? Thursday? I shot an episode three on monday or tuesday mm-hmm. and we both had our dogs and the dogs was doing way too much this time man like burping and shit <laughs> like <laughs> it just kept throwing me off because i'm like already high and i'm just like man i'm hearing them in here and out there and i'm like man what like get the fuck out of here and they just kept going it was bad so i'm probably not gonna use it but i might use it as a bonus track so that would make this episode three and then that the point five or this the three point five if that's the okay, three. Okay, 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 okay. I might it, still do it, something it. with something, but I might just scrap the whole thing. That was really annoying. And it wasn't needed. We actually talked we talked about some conspiracy on conspiracies on Queen Elizabeth though. Mm. Um, but I don't think I like how I had to structure that. So I don't think I like that. Um I don't know. Okay, so wait. So, what other positive things came out of movie? Because <laughs> we we completely shifted. Um, saving money for sure. Um, <laughs> or did we? Did we say everything? I feel like saving money was a big one. I think that's the main thing. That was the to main be honest, one. And that's yeah, what I told. I was like, them. I'm not even gonna sit here and try to go deep and be like, oh, it, you know, ain't I thought knows. it ain't was no- really that. So like yeah oh yeah I did the healing I I did well I thought I was done healing come find out I was not come find out it was a whole it's like an ongoing thing life life I will is. say <laughs> some of my void was filled being at home that I mean like you have yeah. a freaking awesome thing but like so. I said I feel like that that void of wanting to like be loved on my family and realizing like. I wasn't looking for um, like a romantic love at that point in my life. I really needed family type of love, you know. Mm-hmm. Damn, this might like that's the see. that's what I needed. So I think that was a good thing that came out of it. That I realized I didn't. I wanted to be loved on, but not romantically. Mm. Mm. Dang. So I think I'm just realizing that. Really, I want to be loved on, but not romantically, and that's something. So, like, when I talk about stuff that I write out, sometimes I talk to my exes in my phone. Damn. But I do. I talk to my exes in my notes. And um, one of the things I had wrote out is this is, like, some really old shit. But it was, like, telling one of my exes that I felt sorry that he met me at a time where he only wanted to be hugged and mm-hmm. I wanted sex. Because mm-hmm. then, like, I was feeding him in a way that he didn't want that wasn't actually going to nourish him Mm. and like i didn't realize that now that that's where i'm at definitely like i and i'm getting that so much with massage like massage i mean everything as soon as i got to i got to dallas in like october i think i signed up for massage school and doula stuff in december it was like on Christmas. Yeah. Like I just came here and threw myself in some shit and it was like future dated. Like I set myself up. Can't it was like come um come January I was getting an email like, Oh yeah, remember that massage stuff is around the corner and I was like, Whoa Okay, and it was like a week after I had just got my doula um certification. Okay, but don't you sit there though and think about that and 
Dallas being a place in which you always said, I wouldn't want to go there. I wouldn't want to go there. But then Dallas being a place where you came to and then all of a sudden you finally emerged yourself. I have never grown so much in such a, in like an amount of time. Yeah. So for me, for instance, that's how I felt with Austin in a sense, where I felt like Austin forced me to grow up and I put myself in a situation that was so uncomfortable because I was like, Austin, who wants to live there? And it did grow me up to a certain extent. Yeah. Um, But I feel like for you, you came to Dallas after being at home. And then it was like, okay, I'm going to do this because I want to do this. I went home. It didn't fill me the way I thought it was going to fill me up. And so now I have to do the things that I know are going to make me happy. Man, maybe one day we'll all level with the fact that we all know why I came back here. But we're not going to go there. But, you know, like, I wasn't get the love I wanted there at home. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, no, this is why I take to finding love in the streets. So back to the streets we go, bitch. And I really gave it a shot. I'm not for the streets. So like I'm finna mind my own business and I'm finding that being able to talk, finding a way to now talk to my friends Mm -hmm. and do something like this is filling me up. And like, I think more stuff like this and like book clubs and. I really think you can do a lot with the Dr. Pat. This next stuff that I wrote. (laughs) I was going to say, you can really do a lot with that for sure so much and it feeds so much like it's the fact that there's conspiracy in the show mm-hmm. it's the fact that like it's for that Kanye's president it's the fact that Ye finally made president you know? <laughs> you know you know you know you know we let him save the world first so he's got 10 years figure it out he can figure it out he'll figure it out he'll figure it out He'll figure it out. Oh, wait. Uh, Her and these buttons that can't nobody hear. Alright, let's tighten this shit up. Um, is there anything about being back home that you would have done differently? If anything. I think, okay, I say this much. I think that I would have been um, a little bit more vocal with my parents. And the sense of um, what I needed from being at home. Mm. Like, I would have. Mm. Because like, that's number one. Closed mouths don't get fed. Yeah. Everybody think, got their own shit going on. Yeah, Every, I think I should have That been was the bottom line for more. me. My dad had just got married. Got to realize, mm-hmm. girl, he got other shit going on. Yeah, I think that they I should have said more so what I needed from them while I was at home. And I didn't do that. So there was a lot of opportunities in which I missed out on. As well as... Um, I came back home because I felt like I needed more structure. Whereas now I'm grown. Like, they're not going to give me no structure. But I feel like if I told them, like, hey, look, I need y'all to hold me more accountable in certain areas of my life right now, Mm. that they would have done so. But instead, I felt like I couldn't ask that question. I just Mm. need to do it myself without noticing. Like, I'm here because obviously I need y'all's help. Right. So take advantage of saying, like, hey, hold me accountable and tell me when you see I'm not doing something. Or when you notice that I said I wanted to work on such and such and I'm not doing it, tell me to go do it. It's, it's being willing to have those awkward conversations because it's like, how do you even approach something like that? Yeah, how do how, how do you tell someone when you're 28? Like, hey, so I'm coming to you and this is what I need. Okay. Yeah. I need this, 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 this. And I, pretty, I definitely did that with my dad. I was like, can we get here? And I don't know. I think I got a maybe, but like ultimately, you know, like ultimately, Mm-mm. maybe every once in a while. I do. I will say that like, you know, things have gotten better, especially that I'm gone. But obviously, you know, expectations are still, there's still a great boundaries. My boundaries still need work. Yeah. My boundaries still need work. I think that I've worked so much on certain boundaries that it's very hard for me to get people to, to allow people to cross them when it's a boundary that might be something that's unnegotiable. Mm-hmm. And then I have other boundaries that mm-hmm. at times I don't respect at all. And it's just like, girl, well, that's definitely stop. negotiable. Romanticized relationship or not, mm-hmm. like he's held it down my entire life, and so like if he needs something, I'm definitely gonna do it. But like you know, it it's all in your delivery. Like respect that. Like I'm doing a lot of different things right now. Plus I'm adulting it as my own, which is enough shit. Man. 
and it's hard out here okay so alex <laughs> yes ma'am um let's play some games so okay. this is it and then i'll let you go <laughs> so this is the part of the show that i want to call would you rather apocalypse theory series okay, okay. i like anything apocalyptic nice 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 so like it think of it kind of like did you ever watch a thousand ways to die yes okay so i'm kind of framing it that if there could be a thousand ways to die Which there one could be pick? a thousand different apocalypse scenarios that could kill you okay right yes 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 okay so here are yours and yes you have to pick one okay okay and you're a sagittarius sign i'm pretty sure you you'll commit i will I'm going to really sit here and try to think this way. You go with it. Okay. So, would you rather exist in a post-apocalyptic America with A, fast-moving zombies that you had to cut the head off to die, B, an alien invasion and the humans that are left are used as breeding crossbred human-alien babies, or C, a dog-eat-dog type of life where all the people left are cannibals and you never know any real shelter or peace. Oh, B, easily. So I'm just having a baby with an alien? I might actually like the nigga. <laughs> duh. Like, duh. Like, this might be a cool little guy. Girl. And we just don't have this little alien mixed breed baby. Like, that's my baby. That's my baby daddy. Yes. I love Alex. I love See, this is how me and Alex pretty much bonded the first time on some weird like what? Because I've asked a few people this just because I when these questions came to me, it was just like another thing like in the bathroom. I was like, ooh. And I love the question, so I asked a few people. Nobody picks B. That's like everybody's picking fast moving zombies. And I'm like Why? They're all saying that because they'll they won't have no chance of living. It was like, oh, you'll just die real soon because the zombies will get you. But why not have my alien husband that might possibly give me a great life? (laughs) I'm thinking about like the positive. Like if I fed into this and I'm just like, you know, you're pretty cool. And he was like, you know, you're right. But we're going to have this baby to take over the world. I'm like, you're right. Alex, there's a book. There's a book similar to that. I I just feel like. I'm 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 leveling up my chances of having a great life. I so why not be happy with my alien husband and baby? Absolutely dead. I'm absolutely dead. Um, I said yes, and even I was saying yes with the idea that I would be like, just like bred, like in you know in cuffs, never leaving a breeding area. Hmm. I would eat. I was saying yes even under those circumstances. Okay, even that circumstance. <laughs> wink at somebody hey yeah. art come on now. yeah hey even under captivity okay i'm trying to smooth talk my way into a better situation leave thank me you. out of it thank you man women are something else aren't we <laughs> get a traditional woman hey. for that alien hey hello <laughs> hello let me tell you about us women i'll tell you how to get them <laughs> okay so now on to question two alex how are you doing okay good <laughs> okay so Erase your brain. Okay. Make like you're someone who believes in reincarnation. I do. And answer. Oh, okay. We'll get into that one day. And answer the following questions. Okay. One. When you come back to Earth, are you coming back as a female? Yes or no? No. Okay. Two. Will you still be black? Yes or no? No. Three. If you could only pick two people to come back on your journey as one, a a family member, but you don't get to pick what their relation is. Okay. Two, the other person, um, you'll meet them somewhere along your journey in life, but you don't get to pick who they, their relationship to you either. You don't get to pick how you meet them or who they end up being. Okay. Okay. So the first person, definitely my mom. Okay. Terry. (laughs) She coming, she down for the ride. She different. She's she down. Honestly. She down. Um, honestly. And the second person, honestly, it'll be Monica. Just because nice. Monica been around since I met her what my freshman year in college. And me and her, 2014, she after 2014, she's locked in for life. Yeah. So it would have to be Monica. Yeah. Okay. That's tight. Yeah. I um Can I tell you what I want to come back as though? Yeah. 
Okay, so yeah, tell us, please. I have two options. Either you, I want you have options. I do. Either I want to come back as Stormy. Okay, absolutely. I, absolutely. I feel like if I had to pick She's a Kardashian a baby one. to come back, I, I would yeah. come back as Stormy. She'll be all right. Yeah, She'll Stormy right. or a Chihuahua. Or a fucking Chihuahua. Okay, have you ever oh seen a homeless God. Chihuahua? Yes, around here there are a lot. I of ain't never mixed, seen a homeless Chihuahua. There are a lot of. But think of think essays. of it like this. Ooh. Think of it like this. Chihuahuas. They're hardly ever homeless, and then they like little and yappy, and people let them be yappy because they say, "Oh, it's a Chihuahua," so mm-hmm. I want to be little and yappy and do whatever the hell I want to do, mm-hmm. and can't nobody say nothing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, ma'am. I would be a happy Chihuahua. No, and they live a long ass time. Wow. So that's my answer. And live a long ass time. They do. Wow. I don't, you don't know. Um, I know I'm definitely coming back as a black man. Um, I can't lie. I would want to taste some white privilege. I'll come back as a white man. Wow. Like, I the thing is, I haven't met a lot of black people who say that they don't want to come back black. You one of the first. Well, I'm the first to answer. You are one of the first. I would be curious. Like I would I would be very curious to come back as a white man and walk around America as a white man and see And just know just slay my dick and just walk around the thing like is, it's nothing. What would be fucked up is you come back and ain't got no money. Ain't no way I'm gonna be a broke white man. Hey, it don't make no, no way. sense. No, it don't make no sense. It don't make no sense. It don't make sense. It don't make no I ain't sense. I'm coming back as no broke white. Even it if don't I make come no back sense. broke, I'm gonna make money as a white Bro, man. Bro, what y'all been doing all this time? Y'all ain't make no money. Like, come on now. What y'all been doing all this time? You y'all ain't made no money. Ahead it's of me. us now. So leave us out of it. It's us now. But y'all had your turn. What y'all do? Y'all wasn't making no money. It was set up to win. You were set up to win. That's on y'all. That's on y'all. If I came, I would come back. Like, I know people want to sit there and be like, oh, I'll come back as a black man. I'm going to keep it real. I would come back as a a white man. I'm coming back. I want to be, I want to be, ooh. Mm, I mean, what type of black man would you want to come back? Being Northwest would also be cool. Okay. Um, I I think she'll be all right. Um, but what kind of black man, man? If I could be like fucking um, <laughs> would you come back as one of the black men we like? Yeah, one of the <laughs> ones I like for sure, Sergio Baca. Oh yes, yes. <laughs> Idris Elba too. I come back to do the two thousands with. Surge, I'm Surge. Please stop fucking with me, bitch. You come back as an eight shit nigga. That's no, what you would come back I, as. No, I would like to think I would be a nice gentleman, but I'm just fine as fuck. Okay, I'm okay, fine so as Surge, fuck. Yeah. The fuck? Ooh, and chocolate. Ooh. How tall would you be? Ooh, I'm Surge Ibaka. I'm Surge Ibaka site. I'm six eight or some shit. Yeah, I'm yeah. six eight. Nothing too, you know. With nice scared. shoulders, cause his shoulders mm. are so ha. nice. Boof. Arms. Nice shoulders. Boy, all that. I'm fine. And I know it. I'm fine and I know it. I'm coming back as You're gonna a nice man. You're going to be a nice man. I'm going to be a gentleman. I'm going to be tied up early. She's going to get me in high school. I'm going to fall in love with her ass. It's going to be me and her. Thank you all for tuning in to yet another episode of A Beautiful Mind Podcast. Please make, to, make sure to subscribe on whatever platform you are streaming from. And follow the podcast at A Beautiful Mind Pod. Alex, you already said y'all can't find her, maybe, but no, for now. Well, if you if you made it this far, ooh, it's A underscore S H A L A I. Look, Alex holds Alex holds out to the last minute. Okay, don't play with her. Thank She's you. not one of them. 